Good evening, good morning, and good luck. You are listening to LTNN, your premier source for uh, high-quality journalism and news. I am one of your news anchors today. My name is Michael. Oh, God, are we really doing this? Do it in the uh, journalist voice. Uh, And I am your other host, James... And you are listening to a very special edition of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess because we are devoting today's episode entirely to Canada's upcoming federal election. Everybody's talking about it. I was just outside in the streets and I heard some some kids are playing basketball and skateboarding and they're all going, Who do you think's going to win? Now, who do you think's going to win? Oh boy, I hope it's this guy. No way, he doesn't have the support in the Maritimes. I mean, literally, it's mental out there. Everyone's talking about it. It's crazy. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting uh, someone who's interested now, in Now, Michael, politics. don't say that or you'll have PETA on our, on, uh, on our case. True, 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 true. Don't swing a dead cat. Swing a, uh, Bury beyond, it. a beyond meat cat. <laughs> Imagine that, a cat... Made out of all plant-based material. The way these environmental mental people okay. are going, I wouldn't be surprised if in a few years you're not allowed to have a dog or a cat. It's a it's just a ball of Beyond Meat stuff. Right. So, James, do you have election fever like I do? Well, I'll be honest with you, Mike. I I mean, I do, but um, it's sort of increased when we were going to do the podcast today, and we had a guest cancel on us, not show up. Yeah. So we had to really think uh, quickly of what we wanted to do. On our feet. It's like um, we had to think as quickly on our feet as the cast of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, what a cast it was. Ryan Stiles, Mockery, uh, Carrie. Uh, Wayne. The heavyset guy with the mole who was on the early seasons. Who used to always wipe his yes. sweaty forehead away yes. with a big rag. Mm, uh, uh, whatever happened to him. Wayne Brady. Wayne, the guy had a voice of a god. He's very good. Anyway, yes, we were going to do a normal episode today, but we had a guest not show up. So we're doing an election special. It actually works out perfectly, because like we've been saying, yeah. we have election fever. We were all, it's yeah. all we've been talking about anyway, yeah. so this is, the, this is the easiest thing. It's easy peasy. And, uh, and how are you feeling about this election, Mike? How do you... What's your vibe? What do you? What's the the sense you're getting from Canadians out there? Well, I mean, I, everyone I know is obsessed with politics and excited mm-hmm. to vote. I know I personally, um, I'm having trouble sleeping at night, and I've started already. You know, my ex. I've started oh, practicing, okay. practicing for the big day when I hit the ballot box and I get in there and get to to participate in democracy. Now you mentioned you're having trouble sleeping at night. No, yes. my understanding was. That that's the norm, though. Like, how much, how little are you sleeping? Fair these days? enough. Yeah, I, I traditionally uh, have a tough time catching Z's. What's the average amount you get in a night? I'm getting these days. Well, so you before the election was called, mm. I would get you know one two hours. These days, I'm getting forty minutes. Wow. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how excited I am. What do you do in bed all the time? You go to bed at like nine p.m. Roll around, uh, think, make lists. Um, but yeah, I'm. Practicing my ex, I've picked out my voting clothes. I'm, oh, uh, God. you know, I've I've already like uh, scoped out the uh, polling station, and uh, and aren't it, you? You're volunteering. I'm as volunteering. Well. Yeah, I'm going to be a scrutineer. Wow. Um, it's 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 going to be very fun. Um, yeah. How about you? Do you, do you, have you registered to vote yet? Have you, Are you made sure? Are you kidding me? Hell no. Okay. Hell no. All right. 
Um, well, Mike, um, lest the listeners think that this is all just off-the-cuff BS, yeah. perhaps we should get into our first segment. Right. So the election is coming up very soon, October 21st, mm-hmm. 10 days before Halloween. Hey, I'm over here wondering, which is supposed to be the scary time? <laughs> There's a joke for you. That's good. Yeah, you Halloween, hit, yeah. Used a bit of an East Coast accent there. Well, I just feel like a lot of Canadian political humor has that East yeah. Coast thing going on, so I went with it. Uh, they say that Halloween is the time for uh, spooks and and demons. Take a look at the people running for Prime Minister. <laughs> so we're going to do a segment right now. Because we, we follow the news. We're news hounds. You know, we read six, seven newspapers a day. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a segment called... The- I'm, I'm one of those guys that I'm, I'm walking around. I see people with birds in their bird cages and the birds are pooping on the newspaper. Yeah. I'm the one of those guys pulling the newspaper out so I can read it and wiping ah. off the poop. That's how addicted <laughs> I am to the news. Yuck. You can get sick <laughs> from that. Um, well, you can't get sick from poo. From poo. Uh, anyway, this is a segment called The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Presents Election Predictions. Yes, these are predictions we have about the upcoming Canadian federal election. Yeah, it's going to be very fun. Um, Why don't you start it off? Okay, here is my first prediction about the upcoming election. And that prediction is that on July 21st, 2020, a ton of babies are going to be born. Okay, what does that have to do with the election coming Well, up? let me tell you. July 21st, 2020 is exactly nine months after October 21st, 2019. Oh, God! That's what I'm saying. People are going to be horny. Let's face it, folks. Nothing gets the blood pumping like Canadian politics. Even just the mention of prime ministers, uh, cabinet members, governor generals, the Senate, the city of Ottawa in general. They're just spicy, sexy terms that just evoke sensuality. And my prediction is a lot of regular Canadian folks watching the news that night are going to be kind of taking little glances at their significant others and going, hmm. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh my God. After they watch, uh, you know, uh, Sandy Ronaldo read the results, <laughs> and then they go up into that bedroom and think, uh, and, and it's too wild to use protection. No condoms. Or pills. So just full release inside. <laughs> That's my first prediction. Wow. Huge, and it's going to be great for the country. Get that population up. Right. So you think that October 21st is going to be a real fuck fest. Okay. Well, don't... I mean, do you feel that way when Canadian politics I do. It, Canadian politics does get me turned on. Yeah, so I, I agree. Yeah. I just had never heard that articulated uh, so well. so succinctly. All right. My first election prediction. Um, so we've got quite a slate of candidates, and uh, it seems like the youth vote might be uh, tilting towards Justin Trudeau these days, or like Jagmeet Singh, or even Elizabeth May. Not so much for people on the right, like Maxime Bernier or um, Andrew Scheer, conservative party leader. So Andrew Scheer has got a bit of a problem on his hands. He needs to get the youth vote. He needs to seem cool. Yeah, baby. And I predict that to sort of uh, capture the youth vote, Andrew Scheer will do something crazy. I think he's going to appear on camera to make a speech wearing a dreadlock wig. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah, to get that crucial youth vote. I'm not saying it's going to work. In fact, I think it's going to backfire on him because it's not a good look. Right? What are you talking about? That's a great look. He's, he's a white guy. Rob Zombie, work. hello. Sure, okay, fair enough. It looks handsome and wonderful on Rob Zombie. But are you telling me that Andrew Shear and Rob Zombie are in the same league when it comes to cool? No. <laughs> well, on, I agree to disagree. On top of the dreadlock wig also, and I, I don't like being the bearer of this news, Andrew Shear is going to pull a Rob Ford and speak in a Jamaican patois. Hmm. And this... Is going to backfire, baby. Agree to disagree. I can see Sheer doing. Remember, uh, Paris Hilton was always being photographed with no underwear coming out of limousines. Yeah, where are you Shear going doing, with? This? I could see Sheer doing that. Gets him in the press. All, oh. all new. All press is good press. Oh God! I mean, I guess it would have to be pants, but if you could really see far up his leg or shorts, shorts, or is he is he Scottish at all? Imagine him getting out of a, an SUV wearing a kilt, and he oh, he oh, like uncrosses his legs, and suddenly thwack. Yeah, or ding. Um. Okay, that's your first prediction. Here's my uh, my second election prediction. Uh, a lot of people think part of the key to Trudeau's success is that he's good looking. He's in great shape. He's, he's one of our handsomest prime ministers since I would say uh, Borden. Mm-hmm. Is he the? Bald guy on the 10? He's on the 100. Oh, okay. uh, Laurier is the bald guy on the 5. Oh, sorry. Uh, and who's the bald John A. John, you wouldn't kick John A. out of bed for uh, eating crackers, as they say. Or eating dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, apparently he loved... Now, this is a little you know anecdote. He loved uh, performing oral sex on women. Is that true? Yeah. John A.? Yes. Old MacDonald had a farm indeed. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well, my uh, my prediction is the other main candidates are all going to work out to try to get in shape like Justin. And okay. I actually have spies at various gyms around the country. Really? And I've been hearing that they've all been working out a lot. Sheer's been doing squats. Mm. Singh has been doing cardio. Mm. And I've heard that apparently now Elizabeth May is capable of benching 250 pounds. No. Yeah. She's ripped. Wow. So Justin's got his, his, uh, his work cut out for him if he wants to be the hot one still. Right. Well, you know, I'm, I don't agree with all of their politics, but it's nice that they're looking after themselves and staying healthy. I agree. I agree. Excellent. Um, so here's my second election prediction. Uh, Jagmeet Singh, he's not doing too well in the polls, right? The NDP is a shadow of, of what it used to be under Jack Layton and then Tom Mulcair. Um, so Jugmeet Singh is going to say he's going to throw caution to the wind and he's going to put his money where his name is hmm. and in every public appearance he's going to sing some songs Jag- Jugmeet Singh is going to be Canada's first singing politician and he'll sing happy songs he'll sing sad songs you know he'll sing the appropriate song for the occasion if he's uh you know, singing about climate change, he'll sing a sad ballad. And if he's talking about, you know, uh, daycare or something, he'll sing a happy song. And I think it's really going to help him connect with Canadians. I really don't see that happening, Mike. It's just a prediction. Well, it's a weird prediction. We're like two Nostradamuses here. Oh, yes. Aren't we? 
Yes, Nostradamus. What a beard on that guy. Apparently, he also loved going down on uh, Oh, women. ew. Uh, with that beard? Are you yeah. kidding me? Get in the way. Mm-hmm. Hey, that Nostradamus, I think I saw a guy who looks like him on Queen Street earlier today. He looks like a hipster. Oh! <laughs> Did you tell the, the, the young man? Yeah, I said, hey, Nostradamus, move your friggin' bike. I'm trying to drive my SUV through here. What did he say? Get lost, man. Imagine Nostradamus talking like a surfer. That's interesting. Here is my third and final election prediction. When it is revealed, when, when the percentage of people who voted in the election is revealed, it will also reveal the exact percentage of Canadians who happen to be losers because voting is dumb. There's no point to it. It's stupid. What the hell is the friggin' point of it? Just get a guy to do it for life. Like, what? Uh, you know the waste of time it is? Oh, I got to look up what this guy does. I got to look up what that guy does. Oh, God, I got to go vote. Um, I, where do I park my car? Just let a guy do it forever. Like, that is, they all, it's all the same crap anyway. That's, you're fundamentally anti-democratic. Uh, you, want a, a, you want a dictator. I'm just laughing hearing this. I don't want a dictator, Mike. I just want a guy who's tough and does whatever he wants. A strong man. They have a name. They're they're called strong men. The whiners can't do anything about him. That's fundamentally anti-democratic. And uh, I couldn't disagree more. I hope your prediction doesn't come true. Well, my prediction was that we get to see how many losers there are in the country. So sorry, it will come true. That's a guarantee. I disagree. Uh, so here's my third. And what you like voting? I love voting. The thrill of. Are you telling me you get to go to a musty church hall or a basement in a community center? Uh, there's poor lighting. Uh, lots of elderly people uh, hanging around, crossing your name off of a list. <laughs> you get to go behind a cardboard box and and vote. That for you. That for it's you glamorous. is like. For that for you is like for me. Staying out till 5 a.m. at a club. Like, that's as exciting well, as it I gets agree. for you. Yeah. Anyway. Except you can't do, uh, can't do E in the bathroom <laughs> at the polling station like the way you do it at a club. I, oh, yes, you can. I have done it myself, sir. <laughs> Two, 2004 provincial election. You did E. I did E in the booth. I don't even know who I voted for. I think I voted for, uh, I don't know, a communist or a fascist party or something. I have no idea. Imagine that now. I don't agree with voting on E, but I can see that being like a popular club hit. Like, I'm voting on E. And mm. then you'd sample that and you'd have a fun, you know, backing track. Well, I mean, it could be a good way to get rave culture into you know to get those ravers into the a free e capsule yeah if you vote exactly to get young people out yeah yeah rock the vote e the vote e the vote <laughs> yeah that's it has a nice ring to it yeah e, e the vote uh so here's my third and final uh prediction for the upcoming election please register to vote all of our listeners it's very important um here's my prediction that i'm gonna have to buy a new day planner on October 22nd. Why? Because of all the friends I'll make on election day. I always make new friends on election day and this year will be no different. I'm very I like to socialize when I'm in the polling station and I bet I'm going to have to get a new book because I'll be ha- having so many social occasions and appointments that I'll, uh, I'll run out of room in my current day planner. 
Mike, that's the most pathetic thing I've ever heard in my life. Have you ever became friends with someone you met standing in line waiting to vote? Those are most of my friends. And I feel most Canadians make their friends that way also. No, Mike. Most Canadians make their friends through drinking and going to orgies and getting in fights and stuff like that. Going to MMA. Like, this is so sad, Mike. The only friends you're going to make in a voting poll station are 90 years old or odd loners. I disagree. They're great people. Fun people. Uh, nice people. Weird people. All right. And that does it for election predictions for you, our October 21st big day. If you have any election predictions that you think might come true, hey, drop us a line. Tweet us at LT Podmess. Mm-hmm. We might fave or retweet them. Or call Mike directly at 647-214-6015. Don't do that. (laughs) Call Mike any time of the day. He doesn't leave. He doesn't put it on silent. So call him in the middle of the night, if you wish. Um, Okay, so that was a great segment. Um, Shall we, what do you think? Should we take a break? Let's take a little break and come back with uh, just the two of us. Again, because there's no guest this week. I love it. Election Factoid. Factoid. Before votes are counted, law dictates that they must be blessed by a priest. That way, the results can't be altered by a demon, warlock, or hell whore. That's just how we do things in Canada. We the North. And welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess 2019 Federal Election Special. Got to be one of the biggest federal elections, not only in this country, but in any country of any time in history. Well, I mean, I'm not so certain. I mean, India just had an election this past year, and they are actually the biggest democracy on the planet. Uh, It took six months to count a billion votes. Imagine that. Hope it wasn't just one guy doing it. Imagine if he lost count when he was Uh, halfway through. Oh. Oh, God. Anyway, we're just having some fun. We're having some fun. We're having an election special. We're having some drinks. Oh, absolutely. What do you have there in your cup? I'm having a, a, a gin and tonic from a can. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I've got my Jägermeister and Red Bull and yeah. uh, having a very nice late afternoon here with you. And we thought we'd do another segment here for this special. That's right, because uh, we're, we're, we're going to have a lot of segments today because we were supposed to have a guest and mm-hmm. then that didn't happen in the end. So. It didn't happen. Um, yeah. But our first segment was heavy. It was kind of serious. It was very, very news focused. It was very issue focused. And yes. we thought, oh my God, everyone listening probably could use a laugh after that. A little... Fun palate cleanser. That's right. So Mike and I decided to t- uh, to uh, give a try at uh, political satire for a little segment we call Satire Corner. That's right. Now, Canadians have quite a reputation for pol- funny political satire. Yeah. And I feel like our show is no different. Uh, when we want to... 
We can pull that trick out of our bag. Exactly. We don't we don't pull that arrow out of the quiver every time, but when we have to, it's a bullseye usually. Every time. Yes. So so um Mike, you now, what kind of political satire are you showing us so, today? So, uh, just so everyone, so you know, to be fully above board, transparent, I'm going to be doing some um, satire, funny newspaper headlines. Okay, so like how you'll see the in the Onion, in the Onion, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Onion style. Yeah. So uh, here I go, and again, anyone listening who might get offended or get their back up, this is all just in good fun. We're having fun with you know uh, the politics okay nothing wrong with that so here's my first satire corner headline okay justin trudeau wins by a hair his from his hairdo his famous hairdo right he's known for having that yeah no no i get it i get big mane of hair yeah it's nice um should i keep going i guess so imagine you open your newspaper and you see this so um NDP, their, their, their leader is uh, Jugmeet Singh, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so here's my headline. Jugmeet Singh? More like Jughead Singh. This man loves to eat hamburgers. Oh, boy. So, I, and there would be a picture in my imagination of uh, Jugmeet Singh. Um, Do we know? Sitting at he... a table, just munching a big plate of hamburgers. Oh. Do we know that he likes hamburgers? No, but it's just the his name reminded me of Jughead from Archie. Okay, and, and you anyway, kind of went went there. I went for it. Yeah, I I guess you didn't like that one as much as the first one. Um, no, I didn't like the first one either. Okay, uh, Elizabeth May, she's the leader of the Green Party, right? Uh-huh. Lovely Lizzie, as she's known in the press. And um, here's a funny headline about her: Green Party leader Elizabeth May admits her favorite band is Green Day. Right. Um, my God. Do you have the time to listen to my political platforms? Oh man. Uh, okay. <sighs> Should I keep going? Here's another one. Uh, Maxime. They call him Mad Max. Right. Maxime Bernier, the leader of the People's Party of Canada, very far extreme right wing political party, populist in nature. Mm-hmm. Um. He's not too hot on immigrants. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so here's a funny headline for Maxime Bernier. Maxime Bernier attacks man for not speaking English. Himself. Oh. Because he speaks French as a oh. first language. He's a French-Canadian man. Okay. Does he speak English? He does speak English, but he's not uh, very good at it. One you know, of those, he, yeah. He needs to take a few more lessons. Okay. You know, if I didn't... If, I'm not good at speaking French. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go run for political office and spend a lot of time speaking French. What's the guy thinking? You I don't know? know. He seems so level-headed otherwise. It's a, I don't know. Weird. Mad, I guess that's why he has the nickname Mad Max. Oh. He's, he's insane. He'll, he'll speak in English even though he's very uh, bad at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm already thinking of better headlines with just the Mad Max thing. You like know? what? I don't know. Mad Max. Uh, Mad Max. Um... You know, uh, is, oh shit! Yeah, you're right. It's hard. This is hard. Okay. Yeah, satire okay. is hard stuff. Um, and my final one. Um, so, conservative party leader Andrew Scheer. He's somewhat of a climate change denier. He loves to promote the energy sector, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so here's my headline. And there'd be a picture that accompanies this. You'll have to imagine it. Okay. Based on the headline. Conservative leader Andrew Scheer caught in um, leaked photo 
sucking off a pipeline because he loves oil and gas so much. Good God, Mike. And so he'd be like, uh, have his lips around a big pipeline. Even though they're, a pipeline's quite huge, it'd be hard to get a, a regular man's mouth around. I guess he would be scaled up. I don't know. In the picture to look like he was sucking off the whole that, pipeline. That one's just a slightly different tone than, than the rest of them, mm. I find. I don't know, Mike. Well, why? Because it's going after climate no, change denial? No, it just or? is a bit more deranged than your other ones. Or deranged in a different way? Well, I like to have some variety to my satire. Mm. Wow. You. Okay, well, so that those are your satire headlines. Those are huh? my satire corner headlines. What do you have for us? Well, unlike that, I'm not going to give you some... Little wordy quips that might give you a chuckle, you know, boring literary crap, whatever that was. I'm going to do something a little more high energy, a little more fun. I'm going to do a sketch. A sketch? Oh, yes. what is this live from New York? It's Saturday night. Oh, oh boy. Um, no, uh, this is not that, Michael. This is something a lot freaking edgier than that because they won't go off after any hot topics either. Um, this is, um, yeah, a sketch I wrote and I'm doing uh, my own characters, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm doing all the, the Family Guy characters. So um, oh, it's a sketch. Timely. I've done this before. It's a sketch with all the Family Guy characters and it's, it's political satire and it's about this election. And they're going to talk. So I'm imagining that they're like the... Um the uh, family are they're keeping abreast of canadian politics yes absolutely what's their last name griffin the griffin family they're always watching uh cbc news network wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise me okay um all right so you ready yeah here we go hey it's me peter griffin i'm just here talking to my my son's story Ooh, hello, father. What's on your mind today? Well, I'm uh, just wondering, who are you going to vote for on this Canadian federal election that's coming up October 21st? Oh, yes. I'm wondering myself, as an evil baby. I have a lot of ideas of who I might want to vote for in this Canadian federal election. Well, why don't you tell me who you're voting for? <laughs> Oh, hi. It's me, your mom. The mom character coming in. Hi, guys. Ever noticed how attractive I am? Oh, my God. She's right. Lois, my wife, is a very attractive cartoon. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Lois is a very attractive cartoon. You know, a lot of animation, despite the fact that it's a medium originally intended for children, can be very sexy. I agree. I don't know if you've ever looked up anime but there's a lot of anime called hentai that's actually can really be erotic and sensual oh yes i agree me lois look how sexy i am you know what go to www.hentaifan.jp and uh, you'll get a lot of good stuff all right well guess that's it for us and scene bravo thank you thank you thank you that uh, and that, my friends, is how you do political satire. Wow, I thought that um, I, you know what? If Seth MacFarlane's listening, watch your back. There's a new guy in town. Absolutely, and those are my and that's me doing the characters. I did all the voices. I did all the characters. Not well. I hate to split hairs here, but you didn't do all of them. I'm thinking of a certain canine oh, character. Damn it, Brian! And, damn, what would he say? You know what? I agree. 
that just because animation is often associated with children's entertainment, it can be erotic as well. Wonderful. Thanks. So we had the whole family now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and don't forget Quagmire. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> and uh, who's the other guy, the neighbor, uh, Cleveland? Is, uh, does Cleveland talk like this or something? I don't know. Yeah. Do, who do you think Quagmire would vote for? Now, to, to vote in the Canadian election, <laughs> just a little bit of background, you need to be a Canadian citizen. So for the purpose of this thought experiment, mm-hmm. let's just say Quagmire. He's dual. Let's say he's dual. Quagmire's dual. For the mm. purpose of this thought experiment, mm. who do you think Quagmire would vote for? Because he's an alien. What? No, he's not. Isn't he? No. <laughs> Quagmire is the pervert who lives next door Sorry. who goes giggity giggity and he has sex with a bunch of women. I was thinking of the thinking of American, American dad. Sorry. Yeah, it's I, I'm lost. They're so in the... different. It's 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 crazy. You would convict, confuse them because the shows are really different. I'm lost in the McFarlane universe. Oh you know? God, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Who Quagmire. Think... <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, he's a big pervert. Uh, so you know. He probably, shoof, well, if Justin's the best looking, he's voting for Justin. Okay. Yeah, because it's about looks. There's no perverts party of Canada, so he would not have yet. to. Yeah. Oh, God, I love satire. That was excellent. I absolutely love it. It was oh, so fun. And yeah. um, you're very good at it. Uh, although you did spend more time than I expected you to spend um, talking about hentai and like, animated pornography. I don't well, know. I don't see quite how that ties into. Uh, the Canadian election. It's satire, Mike. It's supposed mm. to make a point. It's not just right. supposed to be jokes. It's supposed to prove a point. It's yeah, supposed to make a point. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I was doing. That's satire. Yeah. That's satire. You don't just do jokes. You're trying to say something as well. And that's what I'm trying to do. Right. It's like, um, I guess, um, I guess, what's the best example of satire? Like, uh, Jonathan Swift's A Modest Proposal. Oh, boy. What's that about? Right. It's about, well, he, he uh, was uh, attacking the British government for uh, you know, fostering the extreme poverty in Ireland, and he proposed in a beautifully written satirical piece that um, people should eat Irish babies. Irish p- people should eat their babies if they're so hungry. What? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, I feel like we're like two modern day Jonathan Swifts with our um, sharp uh, rapier wit and our satirical points here. Uh yeah. No, we you know what? We're good. We're good. Like um mm-hmm. I don't know, can we clip that out and tweet it to Lorne or Lorne Michaels, Michael Bill Maher, um Colbert, Corden, sure. Kimmel, Kimmel, Corden. A lot of K's in there. Kimmel, Colbert. Yeah. Um, Bullard, I think. Fallon Bullard. Still has a talk show. Mike Bullard. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was great. You know, you know what I think we should do now? Sure, now that we've sure. We've loosened up, and I'm sure our yeah. listeners, listeners are, finally had a few chuckles. Some chuckles. Now we hope you weren't driving listening to that <laughs> segment, or else you might have crashed. You're your... dead. You're dead. So why don't we take a break and come back with our next segment? Election Factoid. Factoid. Justin Trudeau is not the only son of a prime minister to lead the country. Between the year 2000 and 2006, Jean Chrétien Jr. ran Canada. And yes, he also talked like this. 
And welcome back to the Landlord Tenant Podmas 2019 election special. It's getting hot in here, so be sure that you vote. Oh. I am getting so hot, I'm going to vote cast a ballot, whatever. Oh, uh, I'm just doing a little, I guess, spoof, like a Weird Al style spoof of Nelly's Hot in Here. Uh, but I changed the lyrics to be about the upcoming election. Yes, I think we gathered that. Has there been a Canadian Weird Al? Interesting question. I guess who would be the closest to that? Someone who's done... Well, um, didn't uh, Jonathan Torrens... He did. He did a funny song recently. He used Alanis's Thank You. Yeah. And he changed the words to sort of pay tribute to the beauty of Canada's scenery and people. That's true. That's true. Um, So anyway, Mike, we're here. (laughs) It's our election special. We're we're doing a lot of different segments. And we don't just want our voices and our opinions to be heard. No, 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 no. We think it's important to get the opinion of average people on the street, average Canadians who have their own issues and their own concerns and the own their own uh, things they want to see addressed in this election. We want to hear from common people. We want to hear from common people like you, the listeners. So we sent our intern out into Young and Dundas Square, right in the heart of downtown Toronto. And if you're an, if you're an American listening, that's like the Times Square of Canada. Yes. Right? Anything goes at Young and Dundas Square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, our intern went out to Young and Dundas Square with a microphone and a tape recorder and uh, spoke to people to ask what their concerns were this election so shall we play uh, our first man on the street interview absolutely okay here it is hey mike and james aaron eves with a question here for you like a lot of canadians i'm a bare naked ladies fan and i'm wondering which candidate will best serve the bare naked ladies community ah interesting that was of all things a friend of the show aaron eves yeah huh Asking a, a question. That's ni- nice to hear from Aaron. D- don't know what he was doing hanging out at Young and Dundas Square, yeah. but... Uh, Weird. We'll have to give him a call. Hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Talking so, about a familiar topic. He he, he certainly loves the uh, bare-naked ladies. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think in terms of his, of his question, I guess? Huh. What candidate would best serve the bare-naked ladies community? Now, I know just off the top of my head... I know the, at least two candidates are big uh, ladies fans, and those would be NDP leader Jagmeet Singh and uh, People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier, Mad Max. Um, both of them are on the record talking about how much they love really? the, B- the BNL. Um, just, yeah, absolutely. I didn't Recent, know that. Recently at a uh, campaign stop in Gatineau, uh, Maxime Bernier actually was rocking a uh, Born on a Pirate Ship t-shirt. Really? At a campaign stop? Yeah. And uh, Jugmeet, his bus, his tour, like his campaign bus, is actually painted in the red, white, and blue colors of the uh, the Gordon album, where they had that yeah, rubber ball. Yeah, they had that rubber ball. Yeah. Yeah. And he's apparently, I've heard it from people who work on his campaign, that they're like, yeah, he, he sort of plays the music a little too loud oh, constantly really? on the bus. You're kidding me. Yeah. Wow, I they find it hard to get work done because he's always cranking, uh, you know, the yellow tape. I mean, where do you, where, for one, yeah, the wow. yellow tape, Gordon, born on a pirate ship, 
Maybe You Should Drive, um, you know, all their albums. Wow. Stunt. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, there you go, Aaron. There's Their the Christmas end. album. Oh, I didn't know they had a Christmas album. They've done a lot since uh, they've done, they've done a lot recently that yes. uh, maybe a little more forgettable, but uh, yeah. very interesting. Okay, um, well there you go, Aaron. There's the answer to your to your question. Now let's go back to uh, our second man on the street interview and see what the second question is. We got from Young and Dundas Square. Aaron Eves with another question here. Which candidate is most likely to be able to get Stephen Page back in the band where he belongs? Oh what? my god, him again? Jesus Christ, talk to somebody else. I'll have to have a word with our intern. Uh, didn't seem to talk to a, a very big variety of people. It's, it's friggin' Aaron Eves again. Yeah. And he's uh, asking uh, yet yeah. another question about the Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, what candidate will do their best to get Stephen Page back in the band? Hmm. Uh, I mean, who freaking cares? What do you cares? think, James? I don't know. Like, I don't really like the Bare Naked Ladies. I don't know. Who do you think? I guess off the top of my head, I mean, so traditionally, right-wing politicians are kind of law and order. They're kind of authoritarian. Agree. Agree. So I, it would have to, it would, I guess it would just make sense that it would be Maxime Bernier and Andrew Scheer who would... Sort order of, him. Order him, yes. Hmm. Demand that Stephen Page rejoins. Uh, I don't know if they have any legal leg to stand on. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. Um, the segment's not really going exactly how I no, wanted I thought it to. No, I thought yeah. we'd hear from Canadians who were concerned about you know things like healthcare, uh, childcare, jobs, you know climate change, but so far we've only had yeah. you know two questions about the bare naked ladies. All right, um, yeah. let's I guess go back and hear our third man on the street interview from Young and Dundas Square. So I'd have to say that my top three bare naked ladies albums are in third place, Gordon. In second place, maybe you should drive, and in first place, and this is a bit of a controversial choice, uh, Born on a Pirate Ship. Now, the reason I put Gordon in third place as opposed to second or first place, which I think is where a lot of ladies' fans would have placed it, is because although it's an extremely powerful debut by an extremely talented band, it never fully decides what it is that it wants to be. Is this going to be a silly, jokey album, or is this going to be a very serious album? Um, and the, the going from swinging from one extreme to the other can be a bit jarring. Uh, an example of this would be a run of songs like um, going from the song Grade 9, a very silly song, to Brian Wilson, one of their more serious songs, to Be My Yoko Ono, another silly song, and it can be a little disorienting to to listen to. I would have liked it had they settled into a, a run of three or four silly songs followed by three or four serious songs and leapfrog that way. Now, with their second album, which I placed in second place, Maybe You Should Drive, the ladies clearly had a bit of a conversation and decided that they were going to go for a more mature approach, um, which is not to say that there is no playfulness in this album, uh, which can be found actually in songs such as A or Life in a Nutshell or Little Tiny Song. Um, speaking of Little Tiny Song, it's nice to see band member Andrew Cregan taking the forefront with both singing and songwriting credits. Uh, if I have one complaint about this song, it's that it's not long enough. Now, my first place album is Born on a Pirate Ship. I feel as though the ladies took a bit more of the playfulness, a bit more of the experimentation from Gordon, and they ran with it. 
Um, the instrumentation in this album is just lovely. It has a bit of an East Coast vibe, which I, I don't know that any of the ladies are actually originally from the East Coast, but it definitely has that Canadiana tone to it. With songs such as Straw Hat and Old Dirty Hank, which is loosely based on a stalker that uh, Anne Murray had, uh, and then you go to songs such as uh, uh, I Live With It Every Day, which, which seems to be about childhood depression and uh, and going through psychiatric issues to old apartment where you're re-exploring uh, a, an old place from your past uh, through, uh, through nostalgia and you know where you feel a sense of ownership over uh, the, that property, although it is no longer yours. Um, what truly pushes this album into the stratosphere for me is Ed Robertson's songwriting. He is. Oh, come on! You know what? Give me a freaking break. Now, I just, I sort of cut off the audio uh, as he was rambling on there because that, as far, that wasn't even a question. Yeah. That was, was just Aaron Eves just blathering on about the Barenaked Ladies. Yeah. Like, is that just what, what he naturally does? Like, what is going on? Do you think he just hangs out at Young Dundas Square just talking to random strangers about the Barenaked Ladies? I don't know. Because if so, you need to get help. <laughs> Well, okay, I guess that was our Man on the Street segment. Uh, yeah, not to be repeated. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to fire our uh, intern, actually. I'm going to say, please Susan, do. Yeah. Susan, get in here. Yeah, Susan, get in here. You're fired. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> um, poor Susan. She didn't do a good job, though. We're going to have to fire no, her. No, she's done. She's yeah. gone. Sorry, Susan. Uh, why don't we take a break, and we'll come back and wrap this puppy up. Election Factoid. Factoid. Marking an X on a ballot is one way of voting, but it's not the only way of voting. In 1867, during Canada's first election, male voters would enter a room that had three waist-high holes in the walls. He then had to push his, you know, into the hole that represented his preferred candidate. On the other side of the wall, an observer would give him a tug to let him know that his vote has been counted. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Of course, this is our special 2019 election special. And we've been having some fun today. You know, politics are serious, so it's nice to kind of... uh, uh, give let us take the reins. Well, we we hit the issues, and yeah. then we had a bit of fun with it. And I hope that the listeners had fun too. You know what I was yeah. thinking? What? We, we, you know, like what is it about half half our listeners are in USA and half yeah. are in Canada? I wonder what the heck they're thinking about all this. The, our American friends listening, right? Because they're you know, or did uh, they just skip this one? Because they thought, oh, I don't know anything about that. Because election season is almost upon our American listeners as well. The you know the. Pretty soon, before you know it, the Democrats will have picked their uh, candidate. Yeah. Now, which one do you think is going to get more, be more in the public eye? Which is going to be get more press, the American or the Canadian? It's hard to say because um, you know Trudeau. He's the camera loves him. Yeah, that's right. And uh, he's probably the most attractive politician in North America. Mm-hmm. And just generally, I think in the world, people just pay more yeah. attention to the minute 
you know, uh, ins and outs of Canadian it's, politics and American. I think. And I think there, if there hasn't already been, because we're recording this a little bit ahead of time. Okay, confession. Might, we, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a bit ahead of time. We we will not tell a lie. <laughs> uh, but there there could be an election at any moment in the UK. So, oh my uh, God. Maybe yeah. we should do election specials for every... I don't know, all these countries. I think for 2020, we should do uh, a whole series of podcast episodes from Washington, D.C. Oh, oh, wouldn't that be interesting? I would. I, have you ever been to Washington, D.C.? I have, I have. Free, free uh, museums. Free museums? How about that? Mm-hmm. What, are the, what are the things that stick out most in your mind from the museums? Did you see... Uh, well, I'll tell you what sticks out most in my mind from Washington, D.C., that monument that looks like a boner. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so funny that cities have uh, these big boners like uh, Toronto. CN Tower. CN that's, Tower. That's, you know, and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I remember I had a, a teacher in high school and he said, if you don't believe in uh, Freudian imagery, take a look at the Toronto skyline. You got the world's biggest penis next to the world's biggest vagina. Talking about the Sky Dome. This is a high school teacher? This was my high school teacher. I hope the man was fired and arrested. Oh, give me a break, Mike. It's not a crime to talk about sex. What grade was this? <sighs> grade 10? So a grown man was like, hey, look at the city skyline. It no, looks he like wasn't speaking in that weird voice. He was confident about it. Wow. There are at <sighs> least two teachers from my high school who were arrested for... Uh, the being gross with students really yes wow yeah one of them was uh leading a <laughs> school trip to uh egypt <laughs> that my younger brother had signed up for and paid for and then the trip was canceled uh because the teacher had been uh carrying on walked a, away a, well he oh. had been having a unsavory online relationship <laughs> with a student Wow. So because a man was horny, my little brother never saw the sights of Egypt. <laughs> oh, that is terrible. Yeah. Patrick? So, yes. Oh, so I can't we, believe he never got to go to Egypt because that guy was horny. What do you think the ancient Egyptians were saying? Because in North America, we put up these big boner-like uh, structures. Yes, tower, we do. We do. What do you think the ancient Egyptians were saying by putting up a big pyramid? Well, it certainly makes you wonder about... Uh, yeah, I mean, is there is this a Madonna bra kind of situation? I don't oh, know, Michael. Oh, God. Yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, remember that. Remember Madonna, early 90s. It was Madonna fever. Can I ask you a question? Yes? How did we get talking about Madonna's <laughs> bra on our Canadian election special? What on earth does that have to do with voting on October 21st? Oh, something you're not going to hear on the CBC News, uh, yeah. probably, when or, you're watching. Or or for our American listeners, Pod Save America. Mm-hmm. They probably won't talk about Madonna's bra. Mm. There's too much money at stake. Yes. They have Patreon. Sponsors. Oh, yeah. sponsors. Yeah, yeah, and Patreon. We'll have to get some of those. Yeah. Um, well, God, I think that kind of kind of probably does it. It does it. Um, we hope, hope you've learned. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, can I say just a few final things about the election? Please. So in Canada, and if you're listening in America or the UK, uh, we're lucky. Because we have the opportunity once every few years to put on our coat tie up our shoes and walk to the polling station and cast a ballot and participate in the democratic process. And there are billions of people around the world who don't have that oh, here we go. right. So 
Good. Treasure your right to vote. Good news, everybody. You just saved money on buying NyQuil tonight because you just got <laughs> put to sleep. Do you think people take NyQuil every night and spend a lot of money on it? Are you fucking kidding me? I take NyQuil every night to sleep. How much? How do you sleep? I mean, I don't sleep much, but right. I sort of just lie there. How much do you drink every night? A bottle of wine? No, I mean like a bottle of, like how much NyQuil? Oh, like three NyQuils? What? Bottle of wine how do you think NyQuil? people sleep? Welcome to the oh, real world. Right. Okay. Anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, if you live in a democracy, oh God, you should take a moment every day to look up to the stars and say thank you because there are billions of people around the world who don't have the right to vote lucky and they would lay down their lives and they have laid down their lives for the right to mark that x fold up that piece of paper stuff it in a box uh, that is guarded by an elderly person in a musty church basement where do i sign to give up my right to do it because it's a pain in the ass it's, you can't there, you actually can't forfeit your right to vote. <sighs> so, um, we hope you register to vote. We hope you make it down to the polling station on October 21st. I guess. I mean, I'm not going to vote, so... You're not going to vote. Whatever. Alright. Well, well said, Michael, I guess. And, um, maybe next week we'll have a guest arena. Maybe. Unless this starts a fad and from now on all of our guests cancel at the last moment. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, we'll see. Um, thank you guys for listening, and see you next time, Michael. See you next time, James. <laughs>